A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And we coming from our basement to your headphones, barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown in a wild time. Thank you for downloading the podcast, Theanos. Now here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. Welcome into a brand new episode of the podcast, Theanos. I'm Jordan Hall, and I'm joined as always by a man who's always feeling a draft. It's Eric Wayne. Eric, how are you? Uh, I'm feeling a draft, mostly because I don't wear underpants. Oh. That, that was not where I was going with this. It's the draft night. Oh, 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 the baseball draft. I know less about that than the feelings in my nethers. It's probably probably a good thing. You, you should be aware of what's going on now. Intimate. Yeah, of course. Got to be in tune with your own body. Yeah. That's what I say. Um, so last week, obviously, we were off um, power cord issues. Uh, if you were wondering, like, is it really all that all that it takes to derail this podcast? Was afraid <laughs> yeah, power cord? Yeah. And the answer is yes, yeah. it, it is. Yeah, yeah. This is a shoestring operation, friends. But I got myself on Prime, found myself a, a knockoff MacBook uh, charger, and, and we're good to go. Do you know that the, right up. the new ones cost eighty bucks? I'm not. I'm not paying eighty dollars for one. That, that's absurd. You don't look like the man. You don't look the, like the type of man who would spend eighty dollars on anything. Mm, shoes, maybe. But yeah. I, I digress. <laughs> um, so everyone by now has heard uh, that Shane Green and. Nicholas Castellanos have started their own podcast. Uh, Eric, have you listened to it yet? I did. I listened to the whole thing today. How was it? I actually haven't I thought, yet. I thought it was tremendous. Um, you know, nothing too earth shaking. And of course, they can't get too controversial, you know, because I think it's kind of screened by management. But I, it really did a good job of showing that these are real human beings. And yeah, they get paid a lot. And yeah, it's in a high exposure industry but they, they're just people right and i think that that humanizing factor is helpful for us fans to you know keep the vitriol yes. down a little bit Absolutely. and um so i thought it was i thought it was tremendous and um nick especially kind of carried it shane um shane's, shane's fine too but um nick had the the pep I would say. I got to be honest with you. I was surprised. Castellanos in no way surprised me, but that that Shane Green was the co-host. That that surprised me a little bit. Um, there's several other guys that maybe I would have thought of ahead of him, um, just from maybe having a little bit more personality or whatever. But um, yeah, I'll have to get on that. Was it all baseball? They they venture into life oh. topics. 
a little bit of life. I mean, it's funny because Nick mostly, he framed it as having very idealistic, you know, peace and harmony kind of themes, especially at the end. He's, he's talking about, uh, you know, oh, we can really connect as fans and just for the betterment of humankind and this kind of thing. I mean, I'm, I'm, these aren't exact quotes, but uh, good for him. But also I thought, it's it's still a podcast. Yeah, I mean that's why we do it too, but we keep that more low key, obviously. One of these days we're going to solve all of mankind's problems. Um now did they talk about crap that they saw on the side of the road while running or were they just angry yelling kind of at the, at the sky? Was there any of that in there? See, the interesting thing about their podcast is they're professional baseball players, mm-hmm. so they can just talk about what they do and it's interesting. Okay. Like they don't need to resort to gimmickry. Like they can just talk about what they talked about on the bus ride or on the plane. And that's kind of interesting news. Okay. Unlike what we do. <laughs> All right. Just, just making sure we didn't have, we didn't need any like cease and desist letters to be, to be sent out. Well, well, from us to them, <laughs> I'm waiting for the, for Nick to try to get his, get his name back. We have, we have a, there can be some market confusion here, right? We have a question about that. Let's not let's not uh, jump into that too soon. In in the Twitter questions that comes up, we're going to sprinkle podcast podcast content into the remainder of this. Yeah, about about ninety percent of the questions from this week's uh, Twitter questions are either about the you know their podcast or about the Rally Goose. So be be prepared for that. Fifty um, fifty. Here we go. So anyway, this brings us to this week's leadoff question. Um, who from the Tigers or baseball world would you most like to see start a podcast? You know, I, I saw Curtis Granderson back in town. Hmm. I always like Curtis Granderson. I think he's got interesting takes on things. Another guy I always liked was Placido Polanco. Okay. I was I always like to hear what he had to say. Um, I don't know. I don't want guys like Tory Hunter, who are kind of the cliched talker. You know, I don't. Tory Hunter could easily sit behind a desk for some MLB show, and nobody would think anything of it. Like I don't, I don't need any more of those guys. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Who do you think? Um, so I have my answer, but then just in the process of you talking about Polanco, it made me think how great a Jim Leland and Carlos Guillen podcast would be, because you wouldn't yeah. be able to understand a word from either of them. That would be nope. great. No, that would be great. Um, but my original answer, um, I would like to hear a, a turf care and maybe like uh, weather reporting podcast from one Heather Nabosny. I think I think that would be the best bet. You'd get all your you know horticultural information. I think that's be the riveting. first time either of us have have ever used the word horticulturalist on on the show, which which surprises me. We're, we're both into into the nature and the greenery. Green Doctor Green Thumb. Um, so we have a big announcement. Actually, there's two big announcements. This is the first of the big announcements. Um, June 16th, mark your calendars. It is the first oh, annual, yeah. we're calling it the Mega Podcast Meetup. Um, at fifth- The we, that means you guys, because I'm seeing this stuff online. I have it on my calendar, but I'm like going to this thing. I have no idea what's happening. So tell me, what is happening? So um, if you... Uh, not you, Eric. If you, the listeners, have ever wanted to meet us, Eric and I, or uh, Hookslide, or Raj and Chris from the Sports Radio Detroit Tigers podcast, we will all be there. I believe we are recording um, a little something-something. Uh, the Whitecaps are taking on the Dayton Dragons. I'm told uh, that 100% chance that Hunter Green will be pitching that day. Um, so we'll get to see him. 
Okay. Um, asterisks being that I have not in any way been told that. That's just what I'm hoping for. Um, but yeah, it, come on out and uh, support the Whitecaps and say hello to us. We'd love to to meet the the faces behind. Um, the people that tweet us questions and, and whatnot. That would be cool. Kind of the first ever thing like this that we're doing. Um, first time that we're showing our faces in public. Um, we'll I have, I have We that both have nice. semi-regular faces, so I don't think they'll be too awfully much in the way of surprises. I don't think so. It's it's baseball and collegiality. Yeah, I've been told that there will be some free swag for us. So um, we'll What? Have, really? I have, once again, I have not been told that. But, you, you know, if you get our boys at the Whitecaps, hook us up. Let's go. Yeah. Um, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can on Twitter. I am at JordanHall23. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at PodcastDianos. On Instagram, I am at Jordino4. Um, some hot picks from my uh, from our, our weekend trip down to Indianapolis. Some zoo picks, naturally. Um, Facebook.com backslash PodcastDianos. If you want to email the show, if you don't have Twitter and you want to send us questions, it's PodcastDianos at gmail.com. We would love it if you take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, uh, or whatever other platform listening to the show on. And here is the other big announcement. Eric, we are running a World Cup contest. Did you, did you know that? No, I did not. So here's the deal. Um, it is a oh, prediction no. game. You will. So uh, there's, let's see, it looks like seven categories. Uh, you will type in your predictions and email it to podcast or podcastianos at gmail.com and the winner will receive a signed Jeff Coburnus baseball collected by yours truly uh, at spring training I don't know Jeff Coburnus he's got some love on this show we talked about him a couple weeks ago yeah Um, so that's the prize okay here are the categories and then Eric and I of course will be playing too there's a couple weeks before the the World Cup starts so we'll announce this this week and then then next week Um, but here are the categories semifinalists uh, teams, so there should be four four teams in that. The finalists, which there should be two teams in that, and then the winner. Um, so that would just be who does very well in the tournament. The golden boot, which would be the top score, total amount scored by said golden boot winner. The breakout player, which will be judged by me, so that's not necessarily like a, a subjective. Um, or excuse me, it's it's a very subjective thing. And then tweet your bold prediction, and then the closest bold prediction will obviously get the point. Um, so, yeah, that will be fun. Uh, we'll both be watching a lot of the World Cup. I'm sure a lot of you guys will be too. Um, so email your predictions to yeah. podcastianos at gmail.com. And then we'll... My four are Netherlands. No, you can't... Oh, okay. Netherlands, Italy, U.S., and India. India? That's who, that's who I got. They got a lot of people there. It's true. So does China. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll play the, we'll play the World Cup game and I'll try a little bit. I'm Blaine Hardy and you're listening to the podcast Giannos. Oh, it's my turn. Jordan told me since he was away, I get to do the big boy job and introduce the topics and keep things moving. And you can make the snide remarks, Jordan. All right. I've been now waiting we're for start... this for years. I know. We're going to talk about the Tigers. This is our main Tiger section, and we cannot get any further without talking about the Rally Goose. Hashtag Rally Goose. This was a couple games ago. The actual incident, there was a rain delay. A Canada Goose, not to be confused with the Canadian Goose. Wait, the, a Canada Goose. Are you serious? There's two different things there? The, the correct terminology is 
Canada oh, goose. Oh, okay. so it's the same bird. It's just the other yeah. Canadian yeah. is incorrect. Okay. Don't call it by – yeah. It's like, yeah, if somebody called you Jordan or something. It's not right. It's jo- right. It's a Canada goose. It's like anyway. spelling my name with an O. Right. It's, it's wrong. It's anyway, right. so there was a goose on the field. The grounds crew proceeded to chase the goose around and got it enough to fly away. And it hit the scoreboard. The, the goose plummeted, from what I understand, into the crowd where it just so happened a part-time veterinarian captured the goose and held it until uh, proper measures were taken to remove the goose from the ballpark. So did you happen to catch the actual goose incident? Oh, yeah. It was, without a doubt, the most fun I've had watching baseball in years. <laughs> I mean, it, it, probably since maybe since All Nine for Romine. Um, it is definitely the most interesting thing that's happened Um on a baseball field this season. Is it I, sad that it wasn't actual baseball? It was no. a goose. Okay. No. So here's the thing. I was legit nervous when it, I mean, it smacked the scoreboard flush. Like it dropped. It was a, um, you remember Terry Tate office linebacker back in the day? Oh, um, how can I forget? It was like that. It, the, it ran into the, the sign and just boom. I'm like, well, that duck's dead. Um, also, I don't have a firm grasp on the difference between ducks and geese. <laughs> I, okay. I later learned um, that it was, in fact, a goose. Uh, I was happy to see that it, you know, it kind of just picked itself back up. Um, but, yeah, it was it was fun. It was, it was a wild ride. Like, you just didn't know how the thing was going to end. Right. It was a wild goose chase, wasn't you, it? You, I have to say, you were absolutely on fire that night. Like, I've <laughs> seen you get punny before. But it was just a never-ending stream of – and I, I got to be honest with you. I don't necessarily like puns, but all of yours were quality that night. I was I was impressed. I was having fun with it. Why not? It's a goose on the field. If you can't call it Gandolario, what, what good is it? Yeah, what was the other one? The other one was the one that really impressed me. No. Oh, man. It was – know. I don't remember. Obviously, sure it impressed me so much that I remember it yeah, <laughs> a right. week later. So not only did the goose incident happen, they, they sweep the goose, the play resumes, and boom, right after the goose, we score four runs, and we win that game. The next two games, we also win under the power of the rally goose. This has become a thing. And it roughly divides into two camps. The this is fun. Let's make t-shirts and make puns crowd. <laughs> and the, I'm already annoyed with the stupid goose crowd. Where do you fall? And uh, what's the rationale for the two crowds? I mean, I think, you know, where I fall, obviously I am always in the let's make t-shirts and have as much fun about it as we possibly can. Same. Um, I understand like, you know, some, some people, j- I feel like this is what it comes down to. Some people like to have fun and some people don't. <laughs> if you don't want to have fun, that's fine. I don't care. Do, do what you want. Um, but also don't don't rain on my parade. Uh, something abnormal happened. Something that I that captured my imagination. Um, I, I mean, what, what harm is it? Baseball is a 162 game slog. Like it is tough. Um, honestly, even as a fan, it's it's tough. Like we we watch a lot of games in these last couple of years, a lot of bad games. Mm-hmm. I just let us live it up a little when there's a goose on the field. I mean, 
we talk even before the season that we hope something wacky happens, an animal runs onto the field, and we got exactly that. Like and way that more so than we could have ever asked for, too. It's perfect. Yes. Now the the poo poo crowd is going right to gum time. Remember gum time with Nate Robinson, and he yeah. actually appeared on a broadcast. And then uh, the Zubaz thing, who, which was the main um, comparable villain in our narrative here. They said, oh, the Zub- the Zubaz was fun, but then, you know, it was a mess and we lost. I feel like the Zubaz was a little different competitive environment. Yes, I would definitely Long. agree with that. Um, the, the gum time thing, like, I didn't, I really didn't like Nate. Nate Robertson. Um, so I was from the very start, I was annoyed by gum time. Um, and it kind of reminds me of the rally goggles from, was that last year, the year before, like that became a real big thing for a while. You know, the goggles on, um, Oh yeah. Yeah. These things have a shelf life. Like obviously that we're going to get to a point where like, Holy crap, just let's stop with the goose. But I mean, I feel like we're still in the honeymoon period. Sure. Um, and interestingly enough, the goose, uh, the rally goose, was part of actually a a bigger run of good play. We had won before today's festivities eight out of eleven games. We've been playing pretty well. What do you make of our team? Are they are they on an upward curve? Are we competitive, or is this an anomaly? Um, first of all, it's an anomaly. But I, I actually looked up. I, I wanted to um, quote this tweet. I saw this a couple days ago. But Jed, our buddy from across the pond, he, he tweeted, uh, nothing sums up baseball more to me than in a bunch of essentially average players playing way above their abilities simply because they put a plastic goose uh, in the dugout. Hey, that, whatever that sums works. it up so perfectly. Um, but no, we are a... Uh, I feel like uh, you know we we obviously have done very very well recently, but the week like the month prior to that we were 500 or slightly below every week. I believe yep. that that is more where we're at. But we're a young, excitable, um, energetic team that is occasionally going to have a little you know surge surges like these. Do I think that it could be followed by a reciprocal uh, downslide? Yes, absolutely. And yep. quite frankly, we're already starting to see that unfortunately at the expense of my my beloved Drew Verhagen but you know it's it is this is the season that we knew we were getting in for it was a young team we're developing and all of a sudden um you know it, it just enjoy enjoy the upswing when it happens and remember that when we've lost six of eight and there's been some terrible base running gaffes I mean that, that that's what it comes down to this year I listened to uh, Nick and Shane's podcast and it, it reinforced to me a couple um, things that I usually poo poo you know in this sabermetric era we think about somebody's ability we look at the numbers and we think oh you know there's not too much vulnerability and at age X a guy will do X with certain track records and you can just kind of pencil these things in but hearing these guys talk a little bit it, it, it made me push me a little more in the direction of how do individuals handle expectations and a little bit on chemistry. Not I'm not going to be chemistry guy. I mean, they were Rod and Craig were talking about chemistry on one of the broadcasts. And I about barfed because sure, I thought I'm it sure was that ridiculous. Was real intelligent, yeah, oh, it was just so frustrating. But listening to Castellanos and Green nudged me a little bit more in the direction. 
expectations, first of all, that has a ton to do with it. Our previous three, four Tigers teams, they were expected to win the Central, and they were expected to win for uh, compete for a World Series, and everybody was a little clenched because they needed to do that. This team is not clenched. They are young and wild and free, right? And they, in fact, brought up an article at the beginning, uh, you know, this team not expected to do anything. Well, you could have picked it about any article. I don't think it was a vendetta. But and the truth of the matter is they were, they had the first pick in the draft. They were the worst team in baseball this year. And that comparison to low expectations to what you're able to do just creates a whole new atmosphere. And that leads me to the next point, and that is chemistry. Um you don't have a lot of uh, high-powered egos um, for Ken, for all the good things that Kinsler and Verlander can do for you. They don't seem like the most chill guys, that if that fair. makes sense. Yep. Um, so maybe there is a little bit more relaxed clubhouse atmosphere. And maybe, yes, your boy, uh, uh Garden Hire has something to do with that too compared to Osmus. They're different personalities, right? Wait, so so do you actually think that Garden Hire is my boy in this situation? Because he absolutely <laughs> is not. The when I made the point about that he's inspiring all these comebacks, that was entirely sarcastic. I don't actually no, believe that. Neither here nor there. Continue. You can't sarcastify your your comments now. I take them as literal. Uh, so, okay, don't get me wrong with this little rant. I am, I'm still not buying that this team is exceptionally good and talented. But I will buy a little bit of this yeah, as a it, counterbalance, right? I think what it comes down to is when you're having more fun on a day-in, day-out basis, you're going to perform better at whatever you're doing. Like, I don't necessarily think that's a stretch. You know, is it— They did use the F word, yeah. Is it? Is it— everything no absolutely not there's still talent there's still circumstance that goes into it but being a little looser being enjoying your circumstances a little more like i i can't see how there isn't a connection there um and even if it's you know they they talk about marginal gains you know that that is a that is a marginal gain um speaking of of chemistry and uh a new attitude a little bit there is kind of this next man up mentality with this team there are a lot of role players and uh, minor guys are expected to contribute so um I just made a little list of guys here, and maybe we can talk about each of them who over the last week or two chipped in who contributed. Um, these are my guys. I can't wait to. <laughs> the, these are your guys. How about uh, Hicks? Yeah. Hicks had, you know, he got in that uh, two-strike count, hit that little single over the middle a couple games ago to essentially win the game for him. Yeah, Hicks is your, your ideal uh, bench piece. He can play first. He can play catcher. He's got some power. There is a little bit more of an approach there than I think a lot of people give him credit for. Um, he is somebody that when, like, you, you know, when Miggy goes on the DL, he is the type of guy that can, he's not going to be great, but he will keep you skipping along um, without too much missing a beat. And, and that's exactly what he's done. He hasn't set the world on fire. But like you say, I mean, he directly contributed to that to that win. Um, Ronnie Rodriguez, uh, El Felino, our rapping second baseman, uh, infielder has been called up his first game. He went two or three hits, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Contributed right off the bat. 
a, a lot of energy, a unique stance. Uh, you loving Ronnie so far? Yes, I I, I like Ronnie. Um, do I recognize that he maybe is of limited uh, ability? Yes, um, that hasn't stopped me in the past. I, I want to go all in on Ronnie. I'm going to need to see him a little bit more, but so far so good I mean yeah. once again he directly contributed to another win that's the thing with all these guys like they're not you know high war guys they're not guys if they were they would be in the in the lineup regularly right. if they can directly help you win one game like that's kind of a really good return from them Ronnie looks like a very high energy guy he's gonna hustle he's going to uh, almost to a fault a lot of energy um, who else we got uh, Blaine our boy Blaine Hardy uh, another solid start. Is he a starter now? I, I don't know. How, I mean, how do you take him out of the rotation pitching like this? I, I yeah. you you have to. All right, I'm going to say this, and I'm only going to say this once. I you everyone knows I love Blaine. I did not have expectations anywhere <laughs> near this, and I'm not sure about the staying power of this. He is pitching so incredibly well. Yeah. You you cannot take him out of the rotation. And there is a little part of me that wonders, maybe, just maybe, this is legit. And I want it so bad. Um, it looks like spit, grit, and gumption, though, doesn't it? But, it but looks like a... <laughs> that's Blaine Hart. He got to the major leagues doing that. He's he's carved out a yeah. six, I don't know, five, six, however, however long career he, doing that. Um we you know, said that about Boyd too, where yeah. it's touch, spit, grit, gumption, want to, pitchability, whatever you want to say. But he's been all right too. And Blaine doesn't have bad stuff. Like he doesn't overpower no. you wow. with any of his stuff. Maybe it's a, right. a step beneath. And I say maybe it is a step beneath Boyd's stuff. But you know he has he has the feel. And when he's hitting spots, um, I was going to say he's as good as anyone. Let's let's not get carried away now. <laughs> <laughs> he's he is certainly serviceable, and he's two of three quality starts and and even way more than that if you go back to Toledo yep um so we talked about Blaine uh Lewis Coleman just pitching some serviceable innings here's the thing that pisses me off about Lewis Coleman I went all in on Bobby Parnell I went all in on <laughs> uh Lucas Harrell uh all these rando guys that I saw pitch and I thought to myself mate Barbado another guy um and then the one I don't, Lewis Coleman, is the one that actually sticks. It, I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm glad that Lewis is pitching well, but it pisses me off that I called everyone else and not him, and he's the one that made it happen. It's it's a little early, yeah. So, um, but he's but yeah, he, don't, speaking he's of, good. I, I I like him yeah. a lot. Yeah. So we went from guys you really wanted to like. Now we're gonna go to maybe the other end of the spectrum, and that is your boy Victor Reyes, who you. And I have kind of and literally everyone else. I think Victor Reyes's mom is subtweeting him, saying how terrible he is. And in this past week, he's played a little bit more and contributed some. He hit a triple. He's he got a few two more triples. hits. Yeah, two triples. To be fair, the um, one triple was when the outfielder dove for the ball. He had no <laughs> chance of getting, and it went by him. Still, a triple's a triple. So you're not on the Victor Reyes train yet. He's he's so bad. He is still he's terrible. <laughs> he's he's uh he's athletic. He's he's he, big frame. Great in batting. Looks practice. good in batting practice. I would love to be wrong, but I'm not. I'm I'm not wrong. You're doubling no, down. None of you're us are doubling wrong. doubling down terrible. on Reyes being I, bad. 
I do think at this point he's going to finish the year with us. So I think he's going to too. He's made it this far, and they haven't take that they haven't wavered on him at all. I don't think. I feel like he, he is the very definition of. I use the word wolf a lot. He's the very definition of my phrasing of wolf. He's going to play like once a week for the rest of the year, or twice a week, maybe. Let's go with once. Oh. Let's go with once. Um, and um, not a bit player, but um, one other player of note, Cabrera is back. Yeah, um, he is, and you, you, you worry about his health and about his strength and everything, but the dude can still hit, right? You yeah. put him in the batter's box, boom, hits the ball, right? Yeah. So he's a good piece to have there in the middle. Can okay, I, can I can I bring up one more uh, player before we move on to not bit part players? Nico has been really, really good. Like, I'm almost to the point where I've convinced myself that Nico could be an everyday player. I'm not. I'm not quite there yet. Um, he is the best second baseman we have on the roster right now. I mean, I, I we've we've loved Dixon over the course of this show's run. Um, Dixon is lost right now. If we we're putting out the best lineup we could to win a game tomorrow, Nico would start at second base. Yeah, yeah, but his defense at second. I mean, oh, I mean, he's he's not a good defender anywhere. Don't don't get me wrong there. Right. He he plays everywhere. He's good nowhere. Okay, but that's fair. He's a good piece to have. He's, I'm, he's, I'm glad he's on the team. The very first thing I told you about him, he has a quick bat. He he has a quick bat, and his he's quick himself. I I, I like Nico. I want him to play. Um, he I mean he essentially has been playing every day. I I don't yep. see why we don't keep that run going. You're noticing a theme between the two of us, with the exception of Victor Reyes. We really like people. We like everybody. Generally happy, except you, Victor Reyes. Poor guy. You know it's bad if we don't like you. Oh, man. Speaking of things we don't like and are bad, let's talk about the AL Central. Let's. The whole division is just awful. Coming into today, we were uh, two and a half games. Oh, my goodness. An iguana just jumped <laughs> on Jordan's microphone That's and exactly slapped right. him across the face. That was amazing. Uh, commotion. Uh, anyway, the AL Central sucks. I ran a Twitter poll today because I can do such a thing. And I asked, are the Tigers going to spend any time in first place in the AL Central? And the results came back. You want to guess how many people, what percentage of people think said, yeah, I think they're going to spend at least a day in first place. I'm going to go 45. 45 yes or 45 no? 45 yes. <clears throat> 38% of people thought, yes, the Tigers would spend at least one day in first in the AL Central. So you're pretty close. <clears throat> Who, I mean, it's June 4. I mean, what are the chances we were taught we would talk about the Tigers in first place at all? And it's due to this division being bad. What's 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 your take on this? Yeah, team? absolutely. Um, I think we're ev- easing ever so uh, slightly into the category where maybe we're not automatic sellers. Um, I, I mean, we're we're a million miles from being buyers. Don't don't get me wrong. Um, but it, the the, the Cleveland. I genuinely do believe that Cleveland is due a run. They got hot uh, a little bit in the last, you know, 10 days or so. I think 
a legit cleave. I mean, uh, in the last couple of years, they have gone on these these massive runs where they just bury the entire division, mm-hmm. and I I do think that's coming. They have some pitchers that are hurt. You know, Salazar is still to come back. Some other guys, um, but none of the other teams in the division are any good whatsoever. That um, really is the big piece that surprises me yeah. the most. And since we play these teams a disproportionate amount of time, I think that's helped us out. But the Twins, Royals, and White Sox are genuinely bad. Yeah, I mean. If another team spends a day in first place in this division, it will be us. Like if if it's anyone other than Cleveland, mm. it's gonna be us. Which it's insane to talk about. Yeah, we we were the worst team in baseball last year, See, and we got worse personnel. Here's the thing: um, if I would have told you, or if I'd asked you on opening day, what what percentage chance is there that we win the division? What would you have said? Uh, that we. Uh, oh. I would have given it 1%, a half a percent chance. Yeah, I mean, I was definitely right there with you. There is a legit non-zero chance that we sure. win the division. It's not, It's not. you know, it's not more than 5 or 10%, but it is not zero where it was when we started this, this season. And that has to be a step yeah. in the right direction, I, I guess. In fact, uh, Dan Saborski, who runs the Zips projections, we had, I had a little fun kind of looking at that. And how many decimal places did you need to go before you had a chance to see the Tigers percent to win the World Series or whatever? And I think it was like three decimal places out. Like, I'd go back to that, and, and I wonder what it is now. It has to have – our chances have to have doubled from like point zero zero three to point zero zero six. I would say for at, sure. At least. Yeah, for sure. Okay, um, moving right along. The draft, the, the MLB draft – was this evening which you may or may not know in the nfl you have the draft and you've had all these college players who you've seen on television and your favorite nfl team gets to select them and maybe plug a hole and within a matter of months you're seeing them on the screen on your screen for your team the nfl draft is exciting the mlb draft is something different altogether Right. So tell me, Jordan, what is it? What, if anything, can we be excited about the MLB draft or uh, should should the league not even try? What's the nature of the MLB draft? Are you excited? Well, they clearly aren't trying. Did you see Rob Manfred running the draft tonight? No, it I, is did, the, I didn't watch it. It is the most pain. I watched I watched the first, I don't know, three or four picks. It was on my okay. phone because I don't get the MLB Did we network. take Mize? We, we did, did take Mize. We did <laughs> take Mize. But um, it was the most painful experience of TV watching possibly like they it was so boring and so long and so terrible um it's just you know baseball like baseball just does things differently like we're baseball works on its own time frame football like you say you know if we take take somebody in the spring you'll see them in the fall it, it just doesn't work that way um you know clearly baseball has a marketing problem you know mike trout could walk down the street in most cities and nobody would say anything and nobody he's the greatest player probably ever maybe ever maybe yeah. ever um so clearly there is some marketing deficiency there uh th- there are things that they could do to make this more of an, an event um but i really don't think that you're i guess i don't know how many uh neutral or non diehard fans that you're going to make this appeal to uh, your your general baseball fans don't care who the Tigers are going to have uh, po- possibly come up in three years or whatever. Right. Um, 
that's the main problem with the MLB draft is the delayed gratification factor of it. Like the guys you take and the names that you see may not be with a big league club for four years. And they legitimately I, may never be like that is a, a realistic right? option also. Yeah. You know, they showed the draft from five years ago The and Mike Judge was the only name in the first round I recognized. And that was a draft from five years ago. It was great. Uh, uh, not Mike Judge, Aaron Judge, Mike. Not Mike. Yeah, you know what I mean. I do. The, I'll, I, I'll I put them together. I put, I put. You will not. I will not. The Yankees guys. <laughs> I smushed together. Aaron Judge. Anyway, um, so the draft is kind of a downer for me. Having said that, are you excited about Casey Mize? I am. Um, so here's the thing. Uh, I know nothing about him or literally any other player in the draft. I have been told by people smarter and more informed than I am that he is the best player in the draft, and we now have him. That is essentially all I can contribute on the draft. Now, I don't know. I don't watch college baseball. There was some talk. You know, there is this thing called slot money, mm-hmm. right, where you have a certain uh, pool of money allocated to for you to sign your picks, and each relative pick has a slot value assigned. So if you save money on your one one guy you can maybe spend more money later to get better quality people later and so there was some thinking about maybe you go to a lesser player a joey bard or a jared Kalinick or whatever one of these other guys and try to sign them cheaper to get other guys ultimately it looks like the tigers just tried their best negotiating with mize and move forward i think that's the play especially with one the first overall pick but yeah, i, like I don't want to get too much in the I feel like you're you're getting too cute if you try and set yourself up for uh, maybe success later. What if, what if nobody you know of you know of relative value falls to you? It, it just feels take the sure thing. This kid is is clearly a big yeah, leaguer. Whether he is awesome or not, I don't know. But this dude's clearly going to pitch at the big league level. Just grab him, put him in the system, and see what happens. Yep. Um. That's it for the draft. Um, we'll we'll see once over the next couple of days when they go all 40 rounds, what names we see, if there's anybody to talk about. But it's so hard to learn and parse out who these guys are. Like you say, and half of them don't, we don't get to know, and another half of them we'll never see. So, sorry. But it's a real human experience for these guys. It's an exciting time. I know a couple of guys who've gotten drafted. I mean, it's a, it's a neat experience. So good luck to all you draftees out there. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Moving along, 
to our normal features of the week. This is the usual time where Jordan prompts me to start the beef of the week. But since I am running the show this week, I'm going to turn it over to Jordan first. Jordan, did you see anything alongside the road whilst you were running? Um, I did. I just have I have a very, very quick one, uh, and then we can move on because we have a lot of Twitter questions. I saw a doobie on the side of the road. Really? Real marijuana? Real marijuana that ha- appeared to have been smoked. Uh, not by me, but by somebody else. Um, I don't. I feel like that's kind of a precious thing. Like people wouldn't just leave that around, do they? Or is or is it just you know so ubiquitous now that you can just? I, I'm not big into marijuana culture. Maybe they finished. I, I don't. I, I'm not either. We probably Aren't sound you supposed to like do the whole thing. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> My biggest concern was: Are they going to start a forest fire? Um, I, I kind of envisioned Smokey coming out and and just shaking his head at them. Bob Marley is somewhere frowning at us right now yeah, with our I'm, lack of knowledge about marijuana. This probably isn't the only reason he'd be frowning at us, though, to be fair. Yeah, every everything's going to be all right, Bob. Okay, <laughs> uh, moving along to my beef of the week. So um, over the weekend, I had, I don't want to call them parties. They're, they're get-togethers. You know, I, it's like a backyard grill-out barbecue. Oh, thanks, and, thanks for the invite. I don't want to go be... <laughs> You're welcome anytime. <laughs> Only when I call you. Of course. Um, <laughs> so this was a, a place of mixed ages. There were teens and children and older people. And I don't want to get to crack on millennials, but um, there was a distinct difference in the picking up of the plates and cans. Okay, so everybody gets a paper plate, you know, they're with their burger and their stuff and a fork, and you can grab a can of pop out of the ice chest and you enjoy your evening. What do you do when you're done eating? I throw the crap away. You find a garbage can and you put it away. Like, this is common human being stuff. Am I wrong? No. no. But we're cleaning up afterwards, and there is plates and forks just scattered hither and yon. Pick up your plate with your potato salad leavings on it and throw it in the garbage. It's not that hard. Yeah, it's also uh, not that hard to kill, uh, you know, to not kill restaurant chains and to bankrupt yourself in avocado toast. And clearly we have problems with those things also. I sound so old. I'm just going to leave my plate out with the rest of the millennials, leave it on the porch. Somebody, Somebody's mom can pick it up. How, how do you <sighs> define millennial? Would you consider me a millennial? Mm, I don't know. You're borderline, I guess. I consider myself kind of squarely Gen X. So I kind of in that in-between. I don't know. Everybody's got a different definition. Yeah, I guess I'd call you a millennial. Um, do you feel you are? I, I would say no. I've, I feel like I have far, far more of the traditional. Um, yeah. Upbringing. You're culturally not. Yeah. All right. Exactly. My, okay. my, my genes fit appropriately. You know, all those kind of things. Hello, this is Eric's mom, and you're listening to the Podcastianos. <laughs> all right. Let's move on to Twitter. Are you, are you done ranting? Oh, I could go longer. It's not worth it. It's not healthy. (laughs) All right. Let's move on to Twitter questions. Um, We have a lot of them, and most of them have to do with the rally goose. Uh, So so here we go. Uh, Oh, excuse me. Um, If you want to get in touch with the show, you can. I am at JordanHall23. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos on Twitter. Or you can email us, uh, podcastianos at gmail.com. Terrific. 
All right, the first one comes in from Renee at Holback R. Uh, she asks, who has had the bigger impact on the Tigers, the Rally Goose or Anthony Ghost? Anthony Goose. Um, Ghost did. I mean, because he was a human. And the Goose is a waterfowl. I think you could make the case that the Rally Goose <laughs> has inspired more victories than Anthony Ghost did. And I, I don't it's, think it's that. I don't think it's that close. Um, so the the Blue Jays in town uh, were in town, and of course we saw Devin Travis, um, <laughs> who is hitting a low average. If you could undo that trade, you would, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would. I don't. I don't know how good Devin Travis actually is, but we do know yeah. how good Anthony Ghost actually isn't. So you know. Yeah. Right. Uh, next one, Troy Falk. Uh, Falk. Uh, at Johnny Red Beans asked, uh, said, hey, Pat, <laughs> hey, at podcast, you know, it's just found you uh, found the show and enjoying it. In episode 75, you talked about uh, sports celebrity doppelgangers. Uh, you may be a little young for this one, but what about Mikey Matuk and Boner Stabine from Growing Pains? You guys had yeah. a little conversation about this. This is a deep reach uh, way back in the memory bank. But I, after I Googled it, oh, yeah, I remember that. And it, it's a pretty good comparison. You know, the the kind of the deep set eyes and uh, kind of a, can I say Italian? <laughs> kind of an Italian uh, countenance. So, guess, so this like character's name is Boner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. The different time. They I'm got assuming. away. With, they got away with it then. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, J C, not not J Z, J, and then just C is his first initial. Not don't yeah. want any confusion. He the asks, New Testament, yeah, gotcha. <laughs> yes. If the rally goose wears his hat inside out, does it cancel out the rally? Uh, that's a good question, but uh, geese wear bonnets. Haven't, haven't you seen a children's book? I have. He's always wearing bonnets, Touché. for sure. Yeah, if you wear your bonnet inside out, it cancels it out, though. Yeah, for sure. Um, the next two appear to be uh, 619 podcast-related. Uh, EvanKen95 asks us, how do you plan on competing with uh, 619? Uh, we're going to cower in a corner in fear. I don't know. Uh, sabotage do was the thing that came to mind. These are like real big league players. We're two dopes with laptops. It's pretty tough. And quite frankly, only one of us had a laptop last week. <laughs> one of us has we have one functional power cord between us. Mm. Uh, so to compete, we're not going to compete with them. We I feel like we have very different niches. Them ha- uh, their niches like credibility, and I not exactly sure what ours is, but. We included the word boner already in this podcast. <laughs> I bet you they don't say say that at any point. Nope. Uh, Adam Langworthy asks us, are you guys going to try to fight Green and Castellanos to attempt to establish your podcast dominance? They're professional athletes. They would kick our butts. They well, certainly would. Kick mine. I'm in, sure. I'm in pretty good shape. Uh, I don't. So who would, who would you take and who would I take? I mean, this is clearly, uh, you know, a two on two. Yeah. It's all about individual battles, obviously. I'm a lover, not a fighter, man. I don't know. I don't. I, I guess I would get Nick, though. Green looks lanky, and I think you could take him. All right. So, so we're you're, we're taking a definite loss against Castiano, so that I have a chance to beat <laughs> Shane Green. Okay, that seems fair. Harsh but fair. Okay. <laughs> Michael Litzner asks us, uh, "Will we ever see Victor Martinez dropped in the batting order?" Yeah. No. I think we will. 
Um, Guardy has shown uh, far more willingness to yeah. adjust things than I would have ever guessed from him. Yeah. Uh, so I think there's yeah. actually a chance that that we might. And I and I tweeted about that. Like, it took an act of Congress to get Osmus to change anything. And Gardenhire, oh yeah, we'll put Castellanos first. Oh yeah, we'll move. You know, I'll, or uh, um, Candelario first. Uh, against lefties and move Martin down and do all these things and like oh home not a big deal and I thought it's a different team but I thought it was really interesting because it looked in spring training like it was going to take as you say an act of congress to get Candelario up in into the two spot and you know that turned out um you know Gary's more careful with the veterans though uh I, I think Victor's there for a while. And I'm going to let you in on a little bit of a secret here, uh, Michael. We're probably not going to win the division, even if we do move <laughs> him down. Um, I, I don't know that it really matters. Um, yeah, it's Victor's ego probably means more than our record. And I know nobody wants to hear that, but that's probably the truth yep. i'd 100% agree with that um ashley mccrandall asked us uh it was reported that nick castellanos wants to stay with detroit through the rebuild is this smart even though he could potentially have a lot of trade value it is smart i think they should re-sign castellanos and on the podcast there were, on his podcast there's some interesting stuff where he talked about kind of his family in michigan and i get a sense of kind of he really loved to detroit like authentically and it wasn't just the normal butt kissing because mm-hmm. it's a team that i play for it seemed to be kind of legitimate affection for detroit that doesn't mean you're going to get a hometown discount but for a team like ours rebuilding whatever you want to call it you need good young players is castellanos good yes yes is he young yes ish yes ish you sign him i i think you try to keep him yeah i would agree with that i think there's some inherent uh extra value in seeing a guy that you drafted a guy you developed run out and i think we as tigers fans appreciate that maybe a little bit more than um we dumped all this then. money on Jordan Zimmerman. I mean, why can't we dump some money on our boy Nick? Speak. I know the days are fewer and far between where you're going to have those guys, but he he's worth it. Yeah, he is a really good player. Um, yeah. He's he's better at this point in his career than I maybe thought he had in him. Uh, he's looked surprisingly at home and right. <laughs> true. Speaking I mean, of, he's, speaking yeah, of Zimmerman, uh, Jeremy Troya asks us uh, extra most bestest pizza question. It's starting to look like Jordan Zimmerman will never be fully healthy nor meaningfully contribute again. Uh, I am surprisingly okay with this. His contract is a sunk cost and it gives room in the rotation for the younger guys. The good news here is you don't really have a decision to make. I mean, what decisions are you going to make? If he's healthy, you pitch him. And if he's not healthy, you don't. Yeah, it's very straightforward. So that's a good that's a good point. I mean, he's going to have to suck for a long time yet before you cut him. And he's going to have to be good for a long time before you can trade him. And we're in neither extreme. So you let office space style, you let the process work itself out. <laughs> There's nothing you can do. Yep, absolutely. Uh, our buddy Jacob Skronik asks, uh, seeing as Nicholas and Shane are potential trade pieces, who would you, uh, who would be other po- potential replacements for the 619 podcast? Uh, Daniel Stump. I don't know. I think Norris. I like his southern accent, Texas accent. Or Norris whatever. is the obvious choice. I Norris think, is the obvious choice. Um, I could see 
the thing is, I, McCann. The onus Martin because he ooh, never shuts up. That's true. McCann would be um, he would be a good talker. I'm not sure that he would make an interesting podcast. No. Um, he's he's articulate but relatively boring. Joe. <laughs> I want to hear Joe. Nope. I would be yeah. very interested to hear what Joe would want to talk about. And by that, I know what Joe would want to talk about. <laughs> Himself? <laughs> um, okay, there's two more questions in here. What have you two learned about podcasting and media usage from your roles as hosts? Nothing. I have learned nothing. I don't know. Have you learned anything? Um, that is a, a... I'm sure I have. Nothing comes to mind off the top of my head. Um, I don't know. Like... For for better or worse, you and I have kind of become influencers. People respond to what we say. Uh, I think there's a certain responsibility to not waste people's time by just tweeting out all the dumb, random crap that comes into my mind. Do I still do that? Yes. But I do it maybe less than I, than I feel like uh, I could. Um, and to not, I don't know, like I, I feel like um, we try and bring a little bit of positivity when in a um occasionally uh negative space um that is tiger's twitter media or whatever i don't know i guess i tweet a lot less body and kind of uh rough stuff than i used to i've i've sanitized it quite a bit that's about the only change that made learning i've done you've, you've matured yeah. Um, yeah and also his this is a three-parter that's uh twitter <laughs> who are you pulling for in the World Cup? It looks like he is rooting for Poland, South Korea, uh, South Korea, and Denmark. Uh, Sweden. I, I have no teams left. England, just because I know some of the guys from England, I guess. All right. Sweden. Uh, I don't know who else is there to be excited about. Um, Egypt. Egypt, yeah. See, I, I'm a United fan. Everyone knows that. But um, yeah. I love Mo Salah. He is one of my all-time favorite players to watch. He is just so cool. Like, he is a cool, cool dude. Um, I hope he plays. I hope he plays well. I hope Egypt goes a long way. Um, I'm rooting for Germany because I got some German roots, and I just like watching them play. And I'll be rooting for France a little because of Paul Pogba, obviously. Right. Yeah. And I'll be rooting against England because I like listening to the English press go nuts when they when they do poorly. <laughs> They're bad, yeah. All right. Uh, Matt Tuttle. Uh, this was actually my, my college roommate. Uh, oh, tender moment. <laughs> Why does Jordan have weird man crushes on Hardy and Drew Verhagen? <laughs> you want to take this one? Uh, I, I do. Um, <laughs> Matt, you actually should know this, why I like Blaine Hardy, because Blaine Hardy is the grown-up, uh, accomplished version of me. He obviously does things much better than I did. Um, Left-hander, always seen as a reliever, but pictures himself as a starter, has to grind. Um, Blaine obviously did it, uh, is doing it to a much higher level. And I don't necessarily have a weird man crush on Verhagen. I just, everyone thinks he's so bad, and I think he is less bad than everyone thinks. That, that's, I, that is the Verhagen love right there. Listen, Jordan, for your sake, mm -hmm. I really am trying to like Verhagen. But the results are making it very difficult. Did you watch the game today? Yes. He was he wasn't good. He was great through three innings. For a while, he was great, yes. He was great through three innings. Obviously, there is more to baseball than the first three innings. 
but he was great for three innings, and there has to be a use for that. I don't. I'm not saying that I know all the Verhagen answers, but the arm yeah. is too good to be getting no return out of. I don't know what the situation is. Maybe maybe it's an Andrew Miller type role. Um, like, he and Buck Farmer have the same disease, don't they? Yes, they absolutely do. They have the mistakes. stuff, but questionable results. Disease. Yeah. Yeah. Inconsistency. Inconsistency is good. Okay, we have a lot more. All right, we're just going to buzz through really? these. Uh, John Fine Two asks us: Are we living in a universe where Blaine Hardy is a trade ship? No. All right, I I tend to agree. Uh, Bradley Moyer asks <laughs> Sorry, us: John. Would uh, what would Green and Nick have to do uh, have to offer in order to get the podcastianos name name right? All right, let's be real about this. It wouldn't be much. <laughs> No, but it would, for me, it would be an experience. Like, it would, yeah, yeah, yeah. meet them, go on the field, like, I, I, something like that. Don't get me wrong. I don't think they're going to be coming calling, <laughs> but it would be, it would be something um, that I would want to take a lot of pictures of. Something, something like that. And it's also Nicholas's name. It's, it's his name. So we've co opted it for our purposes, but it doesn't really belong to us. It kind of does at this point. <laughs> um, at Nick is cool not. I'm assuming that's a Borat reference, as I assume everything is. Um, is it if it's good for the rally goose? Is it necessarily good for the rally gander? Yeah, everybody knows that. It's a very popular expression. Figured you of all people would enjoy that. <laughs> Um, I do like good goose references. Brett Yoder asked, "Who gets bumped from the rotation in 2023 when Mize is ready? Fulmer, Burrows, Perez, Manning, or Fayetto? This is a serious question that must be answered right now." Wow. Well, he makes a good point. When you do take stock of our young arms, you this hopeful, right? You you'd think you can find a, a smattering of quality there. Yes. Yes. Um, I mean, we have, but if you add uh, Funkhauser into this group, we have six semi-legit pitching prospects. I think you can count on half of them panning, panning out, as we would say. Yep. Um, in which case, you have three good starting pitchers. I like. But if you got if you got two good two starters, uh, a quality reliever, and a contributor out of that gang, th that would be above average. I mean. You did. Unfortunately, given the numbers, you expect a couple of them to flame out. That's mm -hmm. just how the numbers work. And so now that we true. have six of them, that's kind of okay. You you just stockpile them and hope. Uh, David Nowashevsky wants us to do World Cup predictions, Final Four, uh, Golden Boot. We actually covered that with the uh, with the contest. Well, we we haven't covered ours yet. We'll do it a couple weeks yeah. from now, but. Um, yeah, don't forget to email all those things into podcastianos at gmail.com. And one last one from Jeff Morford uh, at HiOPS. What concession item at Comerica is most likely to start a sandwich debate? Um, Some type of gyro. I don't know. They sell gyros. Is gyro a sandwich? <laughs> or is it a taco? I think I think it's a taco. But it's that, taco I mean, that, that clearly is what, what would be. Um, yeah, there, there's there's a smattering of of international flair uh, in the food choices at Comerica. I, I did have the uh, the shawarma nachos. What'd you think of them? They were delicious. They were. Just, they're so good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
Uh, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can on Twitter. I am at JordanHall23. Eric is at ComericEric. And the show is at PodcastYanos. On Instagram, I am at Jordino4. Facebook.com backslash PodcastYanos. And we would love it if you take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or whatever other platform you're listening to the show on. Eric, you did a fantastic job with the planning and the the show running. You were like a, a magnificent point guard leading us through this this full court press that is podcasting. I'm an I'm an I'm an undersized grinder. That's all I all I can want. All I can try for. All heart and hustle. So gritty. <laughs> that's what that's what it's about. Um anything else to say to the people before we get out of here for the week? No. Uh, enjoy the rally goose while you can because uh, it's it's migrating out of the area very quickly. Let's let's be real. <laughs> With that being said, we will catch you guys next week. And we should do like fly away, tigers fly away. Is that is that a thing? Could it be a thing? Try it one more time. Say fly, it, say it again. Fly away, tigers fly away. Um, maybe. Just say goodbye. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.